Hey everybody, this is episode 2 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Uh, This episode was originally recorded live on November 25th, 2013, so it was a while ago. Uh, On this episode, we touch on the Xbox One release, uh, virtual reality headsets with the Oculus Rift, and uh, iFixit teardowns of both the PS4 and our favorite X-Bone. As always, we talk about the games burning up our PCs and consoles this week, and what we've got our eyes on. That and more coming up on this episode of Whippin'. evening gamers and welcome to another episode of what i am playing now this is episode three technically technically yes episode (laughs) three (laughs) and well actually is this episode three or two well this would be if we count the pilot then it would be three if we just state numerically, it would be two. It's actually, this is two. I was right. I was. I had the document at two, and then I questioned myself. I was just like, <laughs> it's actually episode two. Welcome to episode two, people. We know what we're doing. We've been <laughs> doing this for years now. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, I know. No shit. My name is Joe Luzzi. With me, as always, is my trusty co-host, Greg Martin. Um, and we've been playing a shitload of games, I think. Well, I know I have. Um, over the weekend, over the weekend yesterday, I think I just about killed both of my PlayStation controllers that were fully charged playing throughout the day. Nice, man. Yes. That's one of the things we can talk about. Um, yeah, battery life. It will. We're going to get to that. Um, we can be found at, um, if you guys have any questions or comments for us, give us an email at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Twitter is at what I'm playing now. Drop the G. And we also have a Facebook page, What I'm Playing Now. Um, I did some work on the website actually over the weekend, um, and it's actually coming along pretty good. I got a couple reviews written. I got a video up there. Um, Hopefully we will have the site out, I'm hoping, by the end of this week, if not sooner. I think I'm just going to throw it out there, and we'll just build it as we're going. Yeah, because I... I keep having that notion that I'm going to sit down and just start throwing all my weight onto it, and then every time I go to do it, it just, I get 14,000 phone calls like, <laughs> oh, I need you to do this, and I go do it. So, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I've been a little busy too, but today I actually sat down and just did a bunch of stuff out there. So um, it actually doesn't look that bad. When I showed it to the wife, she goes, huh, she goes, that's kind of cool. Huh, that's so what if she, if she says it's kind of cool, you know what, I'll take that as an okay. Because she would have said if it looked like shit immediately. I can trust her for that. So if your wife's reaction is, eh, 
is that what we should expect everybody else to do? Is that I, she when they didn't go. go yeah, she didn't go. Yeah, she said. She actually said that's kind of cool. <laughs> she dropped like, the amp part. I added the amp part because I still, I still want to do a lot more work on it. It's, it's, it's a work. It definitely a work in progress. She's definitely like. She's like, remember that dream you had about a successful gaming podcast? Flush that down the toilet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because that shit is. Eh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she, she's already said. She's already said. She goes, I'm gonna have to make sure, like, I'm all my hair's all done, and makeup's all done, in case if you ever can't make it on some Monday. She said she wants to sit in on the podcast. So I was like, okay, that'll be that'll be really interesting. We'll we'll bring her on, Joe. I did one day. Um, I I do want to. She's definitely played enough games and kind of does consider herself a gamer. So um, I would say she could probably sit in here and actually talk some shit with the rest of us. Oh man, can you imagine that? More shit talkers on this podcast. Yo, yeah, and she's a big one too. She definitely likes to talk the smack sometimes when you're gaming. Yeah. So she's should... very very competitive when it comes to some of that shit. I should get. You know what we should do. We should bring your wife on, and then I'm going to bring my buddy, uh, John Rosam, on. Uh, him and I used to do competitive gaming when we were younger. Uh, we oh, used wow. to go to um, – there was a place – I don't know if you remember Hollywood Video. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Um, they had that gaming spinoff, Game Crazy. Yep. And uh, they used to hold gaming competitions in Austin Town when, when, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to go to all those things, man, and they had some – seriously hardcore competitions and uh, the one we went to was for uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. Nice. Oh, I, I'll go into that story more in detail some other time, but it was an intense game. Very intense. That's crazy. Um, but we like to play uh, Tecmo Bowl for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Dude, when I was in college, we used to play that. Oh. We used to love the hell out of that game. They have actual live tournaments for that stuff. Like, they'll actually buy out bars, and they'll set up Nintendo Entertainment Systems with, like, a faux bracket. And you really? Can just, yeah, oh, yeah, man, it's really popular. Really popular. Yeah, I remember when I was down at college one time, I played one of the one of my neighbors that lived in the apartment complex down the, down the hall from me. And um, he was always like touting, you know, nobody could beat him, where he came from, and everything. And I sat down and uh, smacked his ass. <laughs> he, was, he was just kind of shocked. Pwned. He was kind of shocked. He was like, "What the hell?" I go, "Well, I played this a lot, just like you have." So that's kind of what happened with that uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee tournament because I was playing against a kid. I was using Pikachu, and I was playing against a kid who had Link. And anybody who's played those games knows that Link's kind of almost the god character in those. Killed him with a Pikachu, and he gets pissed, and he runs through Arby's, where we're at, mind you, with, like, 12-year-old sitting over He's like, I got killed by a fucking yellow rat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Needless That's to say, awesome. they were not allowed to have tournaments at Arby's anymore. There you go. Somebody always ruins it. We have multiple stories today of people ruining things for everybody else out here. <laughs> but we will get to those later. Greg already knows what I'm talking about, but the rest oh, of you guys no. are going to have to freaking wait. Because <laughs> it finally goes along with one of the other stories we have in our and, list. So NSFW content. If your yes. kids, if your kids are watching, send them to bed. Definitely. Sad. That's this show is kind of going to be that way. I think so. Let's get on with some of the news going around. We got several news stories we wanted to talk about. Um, Xbox One released on Friday, a uh, week after PlayStation Four released, 
And it sounds like Microsoft actually had a pretty good release. Um, they actually sold through over a million um, units. Um, it's going to be really hard to tell who won, though, or who's winning right now. Um, because Microsoft released their console in 13 worldwide markets. Um, whereas Sony just released the PS4 in the North Americas. So North America basically being United States and Canada. A.K.A. they released it in one world market and 12 failing countries. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my biggest move there. It's, well, Xbox was released over in Europe. Right, and the EU has traditionally not been very strong for... Correct. Gaming. So it'll, it'll be very, very interesting... Um, with what Sony does on this coming Friday on Black Friday when they're actually releasing the PS4 over in Europe. Right. One, it's going to be interesting to see how much they sell through, and two, it's going to be interesting to see how much, um, how many consoles they're actually releasing over there. I wonder if they have another million stockpiled basically to dump over there, and if they're going to say, well, you know what, we just sold a million through another million over in Europe, and you know, it, which would be in completely freaking insane if they could pull something like that off. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I haven't really. Excuse me, I haven't been keeping up with the Xbox One or the X Bone. <laughs> I love the X Bone, as, as we like to call it. X Bone. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get my X Bone, man. Yeehaw! Um, it looks good. I'm just, I've never really been an Xbox fan. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of just letting it languish and see what happens from the outset. Um, I mean, it looks like they're doing well. You can't you can't argue with that. They're doing well. It's, I would I would say they had a pretty successful launch, just like right. um, just like Sony. Um, it sounds like they had a few consoles that had some bugs. It doesn't sound like it's anything widespread or anything. It mm -hmm. sounds like some of the disk drives were bad, and I'm sure there were just some other normal hardware component failures, which you're going to get with electronic devices, like we said in the last episode. So right. nothing that I'm overly concerned about. Nothing like a red ring of death right now. Um, I did see one of the videos on the on the Blu-ray drive where it just sounds like it's basically just grinding. Oh. Which sounds which just sounds horrible. Now somebody said they pulled their drive apart and there was a sticker inside of it. So I don't know if that's commonplace for all of them or if that's just a one-off. Um, but Like a sticker, like just free roaming sticker inside the optical drive? That's what it kind of sounded like. Um, you know, I wasn't usually, really they'll, too sure. usually they'll put stickers like if you... If you look, this is really common in like laptop optical drives, where if you take if you take the whole assembly part and look on that silver tray where the laser assembly right. is, they'll usually have like high pod stickers on yeah. there. But they're pretty well seated down on that on that tray. It's not something that's just like, oh, look at this. Yeah. So it's that was just one one post. I can't remember where it was. I saw that. So. It'll be interesting to see what actually happens. Um, it looks like both companies are off to a great launch. Um, and we're just going to have to wait and see who actually, you know, comes out ahead here. From what I've been reading from some of the other larger um, gaming sites and everything, they're giving the first round to Sony. Right. I don't know. I still say it's kind of close. Well, you know, launch numbers don't necessarily translate to device longevity. You know, and right. I mean, your launches are always going to be moderately large. Yeah. Um, and so it, I guess it's all going to be, you know, who's, who keeps who keeps pumping out the good games the fastest. Right. And it's not just games anymore, though. It's all about who keeps pumping out the new features. Right. You know, these devices are coming out, and they're going to be, you know, multimedia centers for your home. So 
you're gonna want the you're gonna want the updated, you know, Twitch, Netflix, Hulu, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Netflix and the PS4 is really nice. I do like I do like really like the new interface and everything that they have on there. I, I'm really a fan of that. So good stuff. Um, yeah, let's jump on to the next story. The next story was one that I had heard about and read a little bit about back in August. Um, John Carmack, um, the one of the guys in from ID, um, has actually officially left, and he was supposedly just leaving temporarily, from what it had sounded like back in August, to go work on the Oculus VR headset. Um, he became their chief technology officer, and now it sounds like he's actually leaving ID for good. Um, which was very, very surprising considering I think he's pretty much been there, I think, his whole career. Well, he co-founded it. Yeah. Yeah, him, um, him and uh, John Romero. There was right. a third guy, wasn't there? And I, I believe back in the day there was, but even I think Romero left a year or two ago, didn't he? I think so, yeah. I thought he had left before, so it sounds like you know John Carmack kind of wanted to get more into some of the hardware and, and hardware design and some of the programming for that, which I think is probably what he enjoys the most is what it sounds like from some of the different articles I've read. Yeah. Um, he just sounds like a super, super smart dude. And I'm sure with Oculus having him on their, on their side, that that may be the device to watch going forward. I've heard Sony's supposed to be releasing a, some sort of VR headset. There's been some rumors about that. So it'll be interesting to see what um, Sony actually does and how well it plays with the PS4 and stuff. Because from what I've heard with Oculus, the people at Oculus are saying that they're not even looking at the consoles right now because they're saying the consoles just aren't going to be able to provide enough power um, to handle the device as well as the games and everything like that. So Yeah, when, the, when you go to buy the Oculus Rift, you'll have to make a small investment in a miniature nuclear power store. <laughs> you put it in your back pocket, you know, and, the, and it'll, run, it'll run off of walking power. So the more you walk, the more uranium pulls up in it and it will charge the Oculus Rift and then you'll be able to play your VR games but eventually you'll have like a third arm or your hair will start falling out and you know everybody has a good time I don't know I'm really really looking forward to some of the VR technology that that's being worked on right now I think we've talked on some talked about some of this stuff on the Linux install podcast um, and this is I'm just a huge fan of this so I'm hoping somebody gets something out there that actually is one user friendly, two works good. Even if I have to have, even if I have to rebuild this computer set next to me, which I think my wife would shoot me for, considering how much I spent building it to begin with. Um, I'm hoping maybe just upgrading the video card maybe would do it just good enough. But um, I've I've always been a huge fan of VR, so I'm really really excited to kind of see what some of these companies come up with and if they can actually make it work with some of these existing consoles, especially the PS4, since I have one. <laughs> I don't know this whole. I've always been extraordinarily skeptical of VR. It just seems like the largest damn gimmick I've ever seen in my life. It really does. And maybe that's just because I haven't used it. But I look at somebody wearing a headset and I'm thinking, you look like an asshole. Do you realize that? <laughs> you look like a total dick. That, that It does make you look kind of weird, but you know what? It's still, if you've never experienced it before, true like VR, it's it's really, really something that's pretty cool. So, have you? Have you though before? Um, I did back in the early '90s. I mean, it was back when graphics weren't the world's greatest. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was out in Chicago at the North Pier Mall, I think it was one of those places. They actually had a huge BattleTech simulator 
which was basically kind of just that wasn't v it, they were calling it virtual reality but it was basically just 3d graphics back then but really really good for 3d graphics and you would sit inside this big kind of like box mech and control this mech and it was just insane the game was pretty nuts hmm. um, but they also had the headsets that you could wear and it was the one where you kind of had a blocky type guy who walked around and you were fighting different people um, and actually stood inside this ringed standing device. They also had this other game, which is the one I played, which is where you sat down in a cockpit and you were kind of like in a hovercraft. And you put the VR headset on and you would sit there and look around and it was literally like you were inside the world. And it was like you were inside this kind of hover tank going around just blowing up all your opponents and everything. And my cousin and I had played it and I instantly fell in love with it. I thought that was the coolest thing in the flipping world I had ever seen. Hmm. So it's, and back then, like I said, the graphics weren't anything. So with nowadays graphics and with a lighter headset and everything, I'm thinking, you know, what, 20 some years later, it's about time that they come out with something. I just see this and I keep thinking like Virtual Boy 2.0. And I just, yeah, I, I want to puke. Yeah, it's, it's the, what I had experienced back then didn't make me nauseous, didn't make me sick. It was really, really cool. You know, you kind of put on a helmet that had, you know, the whole screen in front of you, and when you moved your head around, it literally made you look, you know, like I could turn to the side, look up and down, and it was it was like you were in the world. That's so it I, was it was pretty cool. I got to get my hands on one or something because I just, like I said, it, I don't know. I'm just so skeptical about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think until you experience a good version of it, it's really something kind of like 3D TV. You're like, eh, whatever. So on our next story is the PS Vita. The PS Vita was um, released, and it's only out in Japan. And I'm Japanese people. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this in last week's episode because I think it was released a day before the PS4 came out over there in Japan. Um, so I know you weren't really too too familiar with the PS Vita TV. So what it basically is, is it's almost like a small little Roku device that you can hook up to your TV, also hooks up to your network. And what you can do is, with a PlayStation 3 controller, you can actually play PlayStation Vita games on there. It has a bunch of multimedia features on it for like movies and stuff like that, um, similar to like a Google TV or a Roku. But the other neat thing that it does is it can notice that your PS4 is on the same network and you can actually stream your PS4 games to this device. So if I had this hook, this device hooked up to my TV in the bedroom and my console is hooked up to my main TV downstairs, if my wife wanted to watch something, I could actually stream the PS4 game up to the, my TV bedroom through this device and be playing up in the bedroom and everybody could be happy. Although... I have a super cool wife, and she pretty much lets me play anytime I want because she doesn't mind sitting there watching. <clears throat> so, um, but that's, I'm really, really interested to see if um, this actually comes out in the U.S. Because this, I would definitely pick one of these up instantly. I wouldn't mind getting a Vita, but the biggest thing with a Vita, I have a PSP, and I just didn't use it that much. And I'm afraid if I dump the money for the Vita, it would be the same thing. I know you can do remote play from the PS4 onto the Vita, but I just, I'm, I, I'm never anywhere long enough to where I could really play a game in depth remotely. I mean, usually my phone will just get me through anything where I'm 
and doing any sort of little traveling or anything. I just don't travel enough. So that's right. my biggest thing with the Vita. And there's really no no games that I'm like really dying to play that are on the Vita either. So that's one of the reasons why I almost pulled the trigger on one last Black Friday. Amazon had an outstanding deal on one. Um, it was like an Assassin's Creed bundle, and it was a white PSP or PS or PS Vita. And I almost bought it because it was on sale for like 175, 185. It was like a really, really good price. But I didn't, and I can kind of kick myself. So since I just bought the PS4, I highly doubt if the wife's going to let me buy a Vita now. So I love. Well, I, I've said this before on this show. I love my PSP. I I think it's amazing. I'll play it at home. I I don't even care. Um, I I still play mine occasionally, but it's just <clears throat> it's just not enough to buy another buy buy the Vita. Yeah, and the thing with the Vita, the thing I've always liked about the PSP and the Vita and, and just Sony consoles in particular is that um, they've always had those obscure RPGs that I like. Yeah. Uh, very obscure RPGs, and it's kind of like I, I make it akin to digging through a pile of shit and finding that one tiny gold nugget in there, and then you're just like, shit-covered hands. Yes! There it is. <laughs> I'm and, rich. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I, that's what I like about the Sony consoles. Um, but this, I, I've never committed to a Vita. Yeah, I, I've never even touched one. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever touched one either. Come to think of it. Yeah. I don't. And, I don't know anybody that actually that has one. That, and that's that, the I've actually that's, been to try it. Yeah, and that's the problem is that nobody owns one. You know. Um, this looks interesting to me. The um, uh, Vita TV. It looks interesting. It the, when I first saw it, my first thought was Apple TV, but right. better. Yeah. You know, um, from the way the article describes it, they actually did gut an older version PS Vita and just recased it. Yeah, that's and they sound like they just added additional features to it. So that's why, mm -hmm. like I said, if it definitely comes out in the U.S., I will probably be picking one of those up immediately. And I think it's. Over in Japan, I don't think it was released for that much. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred dollars. It was released for in Japan, um, or a hundred and fifty with a value pack with an eight gig memory card, and a DualShock Three. I already have two DualShock Three, so fucking hell, man. For a hundred bucks, I would pick one of these up instantly. I get two of them. <laughs> I get two of them just to just to have one and then laugh at people when they come over and be like, "Guess what? You don't have." <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next couple of stories we're going to jump over to are some iFixit stories, um, teardowns of the Xbox One and the PS4. So let's start with the uh, Xbox One. Yeah, the, the uh, iFixit guys who are uh, most notable for tearing apart mostly Apple devices when they come out, they, they kind of just tear apart everything when they get their hands on it if they can. Um they took an opportunity to disassemble the Xbox One and the PS4. Um, both of them, you know, the Xbox, both the Xbox One and the PS4 received pretty favorable reviews from the iFixit guys. Um, the Xbox One, however, um, very easy to disassemble in comparison. It's pretty much, there's no security screws, just go ahead and... Uh, Go ahead and tear it, tear it out. You know what I mean. Um, looks like the cooling assembly in there is pretty big, uh, but it it's comes off rather easy. flipping huge. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it looks like it comes off easy though. The thing is, it's 
it looks like it may actually be the same volume as a standard cooling assembly. It's just flattened. Flat, I was going to say, it looks like it's basically, yeah, laying flat on its side almost instead of standing up. Right, right. Um, the hard drive is easily detachable as well, which is a good thing. Well, well, is it? Because you can't replace the hard drive. It's proprietary file system on there. I almost well, no, you can't replace the hard drive, but you can take it out easy. You you could take it out easy, but what, what fucking good is that if you can't replace it? Because you can look at it. Woo! Look at my hard drive. I got. You know what, Joe? In some places, when you go around floating your hard drive everywhere, people Woo. get scared. You Woo, know. Look at my look at my old hard drive for my PS3. Woo! Yeah, you know what, Joe? People are scared now. <laughs> I had that just happen to sit, be sitting around because I had just upgraded my to a 500 giger a couple weeks ago. So Right, so you're sitting here making fun of me, but you're Mr. You know, I got 14 hard drives sitting by my desk. Um, Actually, no, that's about five video cards. Where are the hard drives? There's hard. There's a stack of hard drives here somewhere. <laughs> I know there is. I cleaned them. I had them on top of my shelf here the one time, but I think I put them all in a box behind my – behind the curtain. <laughs> Back with the wizard. <laughs> Behind Joe's curtain. Little kid, uh, never mind. Uh, so, so, anyway, so anyways, um, the PS4 one was actually the one I paid the most attention to. Because um, I've disassembled a 360 before, and that thing was a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. looking, at the, looking at the Xbox One, it looks like it's actually easier to take apart than the 360, but not by much. Now, unlike the Xbox One, I will give Sony this. They are giving users the opportunity to replace their hard drives. So right. if you wanted to, you can put in an SSD. Um, I'm listening to several different podcasts. I hear a lot of people talking about the Seagate um, Momentus, I think it is, which is a hybrid drive, mm-hmm. which I think is um, a one terabyte drive with eight gigs of um, NAND flash on there. Or basically, like it's like kind of like an SSD part on there, like a huge cache. And from what I read on an article earlier today, I think it was, they were actually showing some of the speed differences between that hybrid drive and an actual SSD. And the best bet is that hybrid drive. Your SSD is going to give you a little bit better time, but the differences weren't that much between the SSD and the actual hybrid. Right. So. Right. Um, the PS4, on the other hand, um, they got kudos for the replaceable hard drive. Right. However, they did get dinged for those lovely Torx security screws, which any hardware yeah. hacker knows those things are pain in the ass. They are. Torx bits in general are just suck. Yeah. But Torx security screws are the bane of anybody's existence. That they're horrible. Um looks like they're both using AMD. Jaguar socks, yep. which I thought was really interesting because everybody keeps saying AMD's dead, and they're not. So AM, AMD got the nod from both companies this this generation. So um, that which is a change because I think Nvidia was in both the 360 and the PS4. I think no, you uh, the, PS, the PS3, the PS3, but this time you have basically AMD. CPU and GPUs um, in both consoles this generation. So I think AMD's been in the Nintendo consoles for a while, haven't they? I believe so. I believe in the Wii, um, it was ATI. Or it was AMD. in the GameCube as well. 
I can't remember about the GameCube. I, I know it had AMD in it. So yeah, 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 they've been in they've been in the consoles for a little while. So they got their you know they have a pretty good thing going with the console companies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're definitely not out of the market yet, and I hope they never go out because it's definitely good competition mm-hmm. um, for for Nvidia. Oh yeah, yep. And it, like I said, the, the uh, these are just in here because I thought it was interesting for people who like to tear consoles apart. I'm sure at some point I'm gonna get the opportunity to to tackle one of these two, and um, I'm sure somebody else has even thought about you know hardware hacking for one of these consoles. So, yeah, I'm gonna leave mine encased for a little while, at least until the warranty's up before I start tearing this damn damn thing apart. Did you actually open the box and find the damn warranty and find out how long it was? Oh, no, I forgot to do that. I was supposed to do that. I, I got to write that down. I have homework to do, and I, I, I freaking epic fumbled that, didn't I? <laughs> Joe's homework for the podcast, one, find your uh, epic stack of hard drives so you can scare people, and two, find your warranty information oh for your PS4. Warranty on PS4. It's added to the, it's added to the notes. So we will talk about that next time. Completely forgot about it. See, I didn't write it down. Homework. I tell everybody. I tell everybody if I don't write it down, it's not going to get done. So whenever somebody at work tells me to do something, or my family tells me to do something, I go, "If you don't see me pick up my phone instantly and put it in my calendar, it probably means I really don't care about it, and I'm not going to do it." Exactly. <laughs> and it most definitely means you don't care about it. <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. Yeah. So last story before we get on to what we are playing. Um, you're talking about um, Twitch streaming coming to Xbox One. Yeah, this is what we hinted at earlier with the hillbilly stuff. So, dun, dun, dun. so I didn't know this, but Twitch has apps for the PS4 and yes. the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, the Twitch app on the PS4 apparently lets you do live streaming directly from the console up yes. to the website. Yes. The Twitch app, the story here is the Twitch app um, is finally released for the Xbox One, and the streaming feature has been delayed until next year. Um, and it's not really clear why it's not there. It's just, hey, this feature isn't there yet. Just hang out and watch everybody on the PS4 do it, and you can be upset and pissed. Yeah, I think it was something that both of them have tried to jump onto a little late. I think on the PS4, if I remember this correctly, and hopefully I am, um, I thought Ustream was one of the first ones that the PS4 signed on with. They didn't add Twitch until well after they had already announced um, that Ustream was coming. Um, but when they did finally announce Twitch, I was kind of stoked because I've been wanting to get into some streaming and everything and start using using Twitch. Um, but one of the interesting things that we were talking about earlier was... Um, what this can be used for on the PS4. Yeah, let's let's discuss what it can and should not be used yes. for. So playing games and talking about games is cool. Thumbs up. Everybody can do that shit. Um, now, there was a couple that was doing some streaming, I guess, over the weekend, I think it was, and they actually did some sort of call-in show, and I guess it was actually really popular. They had a lot of people, I guess, watching it. Um, I don't know what they were all talking about and what the callers were, if it was all like PlayStation stuff or if they were discussing pretty much anything. Um, but it, it had gotten out to some of the upper-ups at Sony and everything, and they had even tweeted about it and everything and thought it was kind of cool. 
But then over the course of this weekend, I read on my Kindle Fire this morning, I think it was maybe yesterday, there was another couple that decided to get drunk, pass out, and then the husband started basically showing parts of his wife's body on the camera. And then the camera supposedly goes black for a little while and comes back on with her basically laying there naked. I love, how you're, I love how you're trying to gradually describe this as liberally <laughs> as possible. This is, it's probably, this is probably not good. And I believe from what it's from what the article said that the account was banned, um, but I oh, I don't even know how long they were showing this for, um, or how long they actually got to broadcast. But um, yeah, if you're drinking it on Twitch, just use your head a little bit, people. I Not mean, don't the head it. down south, mind you. The head exactly, upstairs. exactly. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, because you know. You know that Sony and them are going to be looking at this, you know, and Microsoft's probably sitting there like, well, I'm glad it happened to them first. You know, that's one of the first things some of those people at Microsoft are saying, like, I'm glad Sony has to deal with this, and then we'll see what they do. <laughs> Dude, you know what's going to happen is this this happened, right? And then there's going to be chat roulette apps for Xbox One. And PS4. No, 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 because you can't you can't have user made apps for the Xbox, and there's no way that they're going to allow that type of stuff. And I know this stuff. I I think from what I had read, some of this stuff has happened on Twitch before, but it sounds like Twitch is really really strict about this type of stuff happening. Um, oh yeah. And you know they're just not going to put up with that shit. So um, I just hope this really doesn't ruin too much for the people who actually want to stream games, for the people who actually like doing it. I mean, there's quite a few people out there that actually stream, and for what it looks like, make some money off of there. I wouldn't mind maybe doing that one day myself. What an entrepreneur, Joe. Regular damn mercenary, you know that? There you go. Hey, you know what? I've been playing Assassin's Creed 4 a lot, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. Hey, did what? We just, hey, hey. Uh, did uh, we just segue into what I'm playing now? Dun, dun, dun. So over the course of the weekend, I actually played quite a bit on the PS4. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, I kind of did. Trust me. Um, it's, I played a little bit, I guess I would say. Uh, actually, what kind of surprised me, I started playing FIFA 14 over the weekend. And it really, really sucked me in. This time I actually created a character. I actually sat down, created a character... Saw that when you create a character, you can upload your picture into the game. So I was like, "Well, I gotta fucking do this. This just sounds really cool." Wait, does it? Does it you upload your picture and it digitizes your yeah. face and then uses it as like a mesh or uses it as a texture for the mesh on the face and then it puts you in the game. Yes, and it oh, actually cool. does. It actually oh. does. And I think the Madden and some of the some of the EA games have had this for a few years now. I but I have not played a FIFA game probably since the original Xbox. Dude, you know, dude, you know what the next frontier for those hillbilly porn people are? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even. We're not going oh, there. Oh yeah. We're not going there. <laughs> we're not a family show, but we're not going there. Senior dickhead on your soccer team. <laughs> Thanks so... for calling. <laughs> so I actually uploaded the picture. Um, and it actually doesn't look that bad. I was real. I was really surprised. Um, they said, you know, take a front picture of yourself and then a side picture. So I did all that and played around with it some. Got it done and uploaded, and then went downstairs and it saw that it was out there and pulled it down and boom! It just made my character and I was off and playing. Nice. Um, I must have played. 
played it Saturday night for a couple hours, and then probably half the day Sunday. I don't even know how many games um, I played. Possibly close to a season. <laughs> wow. I there was I just played and played. I did, It was it it was really kind of cool because. I just wanted to see my character develop and just grow more and get better. And his stats were going up the more I played, and he was getting better. Um, there were certain goals that they wanted you to reach and and things you had to do, like score so many goals per game, do so many assists. I still have yet to get a fucking assist in the season. I must be a fucking ball hog because I got 19 goals for the season so far, and I'm actually the top scorer in the damn league. <laughs> So. I always do that when I play when I play sports games. Like I was really big into um, NFL 2K on the Dreamcast. Okay. And, um, they had a franchise mode, and I made a whole team of just oh, wow. of, of me. Right. So there was this really really <laughs> it was this really skinny dude. That's scary as hell. Who was like seven feet tall, and. And everybody, and just the, the one wide receiver who was me, just he 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 demolished the whole league, and I never achieved anything else because I just threw him the ball and made him do everything. That's hilarious. FIFA 14 looks amazing, though. I, I it, you know what it does. I, like I said, I hadn't played one probably since the original Xbox. The controls are. I'm using the classic controls. I'm. Still not. I gotta play and learn a lot more before I start getting into a lot of the new fancy stuff. Um, and I'm just starting to get a little bit better at it. I'm by no means even good at this game yet. Um, but it. I, I kind of wish. I st- I picked to play on the Roma team from Italy, mm-hmm. and they transfer and they basically subbed me out to some farm league team. It seems like, and my team fucking sucks. I mean, I pay, I try to assist. I try to pass the ball, but they can't fucking score. So I'm hoping to go back to a good team. So what so you started? Actually... So you started on a good team, and then they basically dropped you. They basically did like the cat being dropped off at the farm to you, and now you're kind of just like, eh, this team sucks. Well, I think I think you get to pick the team you want to play for, and you basically have to prove because you start off being like some 18 year old soccer player. So it sounds like you're just probably right out of high school playing or whatever, and uh-huh. they just want you to prove yourself before you actually start playing for the real teams. So do they actually have the, like, actual teams on there? Like, do they have, you know, oh, yeah. like, like some of the teams, for, well, I'm trying to think of some of the teams, uh, like from Barclays, like uh, Manchester United yeah. or... All the leagues on there. I they really? got They got shit I've never even heard of before. The league I'm playing in is some... Denmark League or so I can Norwegian I don't even know what the hell it is. It's some league I've never even heard of before, and I don't you're even playing, know any of the people on there. You're playing for the Antarctic Ocean team. I don't know. I was just like, hey, whatever. But it's it's interesting. It's really fun. Um, played that for a shitload yesterday. Um, then I was finally just getting soccered out and had to switch over to Assassin's Creed Four. So a couple hours into Assassin's Creed Four, controller dies. So I throw that aside. <laughs> grab the other controller, plug. I, I'm still waiting for Amazon to ship my charger, um, which I had ordered, which are still on back order, which I'm it's killing me already. It's like, damn, just ship the damn thing already. So, so we prefaced this earlier. How long does that battery actually last in those things on a full charge? I want to say more than six hours, possibly six to eight somewhere. I think it was. 
I kind of started maybe around 11 in the morning and maybe around 6 or so I changed controllers. See, that's just not enough for people like us, Joe. Well, I, you could, considering I had played the played Assassin's Creed 4 for probably the next 4 or 5, no, I had a good probably 12-hour gaming session yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and my second controller wasn't fully charged, so that one by the time I was done was down to like one battery mark on it. So the other one was fully charged. They do charge rather quickly. They charge in about 2 hours, it seems. Oh, that's not bad. So they do charge fairly quickly, um, but I the PS3 one seemed to last much longer than the PS4 ones. I mean, did they even have an option for a wired controller, or is it just strictly wireless? Um, no, you can actually play it while it's charging through, through oh, the okay. USB cable. Thing Ooh. is, the USB cables I have on the PS3 are way flipping short. The one for the Xbox, I could, or the one for the Xbox, the ones for the PS4, I could actually sit on the floor, on the in front of my rocking chair and play. But there's no way it would reach for me to sit in the rocking chair. Now I was looking on Amazon and a couple of the sites. They're actually selling like a 20 foot, or 10, they're selling like a longer. I don't think it's 20 foot. It might be 10. They're 10 to 12. They're selling a longer USB cord, so you can actually play it kind of like halfway across the room. Oh, nice. But I think they want like 20 bucks or something for the USB cable is what I saw. Those things so, get ridiculously expensive when you go yes. longer. Like, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. What was it? The other day I went to um, Sears, and I was looking for a uh, Type A to Type B uh, USB cable, one for the printers. Right. Um, 25-foot cable, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The longer they get, the, the definitely more expensive they are. So this, and it, was, it wasn't gold-plated. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's just like some of the HDMI cables out there. That company, that some of these, say some of these places sell store sell for like fifty bucks for an HDMI cable. It's like get out of here, piss off. It's ridiculous. It's a monster cable with platinum cable and everything plating on it. Hey, you guess what? I got a, I got a, I got a five dollar cable over here that works just as goddamn good. <laughs> but it doesn't do 1080p, Joe. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Does 1080 double p? Double P. <laughs> Double T. That's what um, I'm guys. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yesterday was basically a FIFA and Assassin's Creed day. I played the hell out of Assassin's Creed 4, um, finally got my boat, sailing around, tore apart a couple of ships, got torn apart myself because I attacked somebody that was, I attacked a ship that was way higher level than me and was much, much tougher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> sunk oh, that no. ship instantly. It sunk me instantly. I was like, damn! I go, that hurt a little did, bit. Did it one-shot you? It did not one-shot me. It couple-shotted me. But okay. I was even trying to get away towards the end, and I'm like, oh, shit! Sails up, <laughs> go, go! And, that, and I just even... I couldn't even get away. They were like, nope. We're taking you down. And I was like, okay. So that was right, right after I sunk that, that ship. I was like, alright, it's time to stop for the night. I've been doing this for more than 12 hours. I was like, I'm, I am gamed out right now. I go, I gotta let my eyes and fingers and everything rest and recharge controller. Oh no, oh, that would have been funny to watch. That would have been fucking hilarious. So, yeah, but Assassin's Creed Four, I have to say, is um, is turning out to be really good. Cool. It, it has, it does, it does remind me of the first one a little bit. Um, just some of the. Some of the play styles, like when you're climbing up to the top of things and doing 
the part where you're synchronizing and everything, so it un, uh, so it basically takes the fog of war away from part of the map. Um, there's different areas throughout the map that you when you synchronize it takes away, so you can actually see what's there. And I did a bunch of that yesterday and was doing a bunch of assassin uh, missions. I was they have these musical notes that float around that unlock shanties, which are basically like songs that your different pirates can sing when they're on the ship, I think, and stuff like that. Um, so there's, it's just a wide variety of stuff you can do. Um, I actually had to go out to this one island and do some, and kill some different um, creatures like small pigs and some different vermin and stuff like that for crafting and stuff. I hope Pete isn't listening to this joke. Yeah, hey, you know what? That's part of the game. Not much I can do. I didn't do the whale hunting. There is supposedly that in the game. I did not do that yet. I do not can't say that I I am for that, but I'm you know, I'm it's assuming a game. it's I'm a game people. It's a game. I'm assuming you've used that line with PETA before. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. Whatever. I didn't I didn't make it. I'm only playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write I didn't write none of this code. <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting to see what I get later on in the game, what I'll have to do. It's kind of neat, though, when you do, um, when you kill, like, when you when you do some of that um, hunting, is what they call it in the game, you actually collect certain parts off of the bodies and stuff like that, you know, the carcasses that are left behind. And you actually use that stuff in crafting. So I think I used it to create, like, a pistol holder. You can use, um, from the one thing, you can use it to create, like, health potions or something like that. Um, there's there's a lot of different things you can use the stuff for, so it's it's kind of interesting to see where that they're adding that kind of that aspect into the game where it's almost like a role playing element that you normally I don't think I don't remember seeing that in some of the in, well I had only played the first Assassin's Creed and I I don't think it was in there I don't remember it at least. Dude, the way you um, made it, you made it sound like you were taking off their arms and using them in crafting like you can make a pistol holder out of this guy's well, feet. It's 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 kind of nasty because they actually show the carcasses when you're done with them. You skin them, you oh. hit the button and you skin them, and they show the carcasses kind of bone and bloody and everything just sitting there, you know. And it tells you what you got off of the carcass, like bones or this or that or skin or a hide or something, you know. Um, so it's it's rather graphic, you know. It's it's cool. definitely the first time I saw it when I skinned one of the. I can't remember what the heck, a lemur, I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was something bigger, like a bigger cat or something. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you have that I was one, like, thank God, thank God I'm not eating right now. You have that one second of utter horror and revolting, <laughs> and you're like, let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, I did. Ran around the island, I was like, what else can I kill? I need more components here. <laughs> got a craft, I got a craft, what can I make? That's right, Peta. We just have to craft. It's it's. They're just a means to an end. That's right. That's it. So you have a couple. You have something on here. To the moon is with something that you were playing. I had not heard of this yet. Well, tell me about this. To the moon. Um, to preface, I am really really big into indie games. Love indie games. Uh, in fact, I think if you don't like indie games, there's something mentally wrong with you. <laughs> um. To the Moon is a indie visual story. I, I will call it. It's, they they classified as an RPG. I would like to call it more of a visual story. And this genre of gaming is actually exploding right now. Um, yeah, there's. I've if, heard of a lot of these games lately. Yeah. If uh, just just to give you an example, if you are familiar with the game client Deshora, um, or however the hell you say that, Deshora, Deshora. 
Um, it's the Steam alternative that was originally available for Linux way before Steam even decided they were going to jump on the Linux bandwagon. Um, a lot of independent publishers on there, a lot of you know visual stories and visual novels on Dishora. Uh, a lot of good ones, a lot of bad ones. You know, you, you got to take your take your pick. Uh, to the Moon's been out for a while. Uh, made by Freebird Games. It's basically a story about this company that will rewrite a dying person's memories so that they can live out a wish that they had. Um, this guy in particular, he wanted to go to the moon. And without getting too far into detail, because it, it, it's kind of hard to explain the story without giving anything away about it, um, they basically find out that they, they tried to get him to go to the moon, but he everything they tried just didn't work. Turns out he had a twin brother who got flattened by his mom when she was backing out of a driveway. Ouch. <laughs> he oh, yeah. He developed some type of split personality disorder and tried to compensate for his brother being dead because of nepotism issues. So they had to go back and correct that in his memories before he died so that he would go up, you know, through NASA and then get to the moon. Okay, that sounds like some very, very deep topics and subjects they're covering here. This isn't some lighthearted little, no, no. oh, hey, let's go do this. This is fucking some serious shit. No, no, this this guy, um, I mean, I forget, forget his name. Um, this guy pretty much wrote the entire story, composed the music, partially developed the game, and supervised on the artwork for it. And... If you've never seen screenshots of it before, imagine a Super Nintendo RPG, but on crack for the graphic style. It's wow. amazing. Uh, they do a very, very nice use of uh, shader technology. So it really amplifies the atmospheric experience. The soundtrack is available on Bandcamp, and half of the proceeds for the OST will go to charity. Nice. Um, I can see in some of the screenshots, it looks really, it looks like a really nice game. Yeah, and it, it, it's you, I had about six hours into it. They say you get four and a half. I've it was a six-hour game. I, I finished it in one setting. Um, it, it looks like it's only ten bucks. So for ten bucks, that's I'm I'm fine with the game lasting that long for about ten bucks. That's cool. Right, and for a visual novel, that's about eh, I'd say that's that's a decent price. It seems about the going great, I think, for some of this stuff now. Yeah, um, you can get it on Steam. You can get it on Good Old Games, which is where I got it from. Uh, I think it's also available on Origin Store. Uh, Origin being yeah. the shitty EA store, um, which, by the way, that just ruined any potential promotion from EA for us. Yeah, because I Way to go! <laughs> way to flip and go! That's awesome! I'm already killing it. Um, Great, now no, blacklisted from EA. That's yeah. lovely. Oh, thank God for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really would recommend... At least trying the game. They they do have a one hour demo that you can download. Mm -hmm. It is the full version of the game. It just expires after an hour. Um, seriously, pick it up. It's really good. I especially if you like uh, suspenseful stories or um, stuff that really makes your mind kind of just flip over itself. And then you want to. I mean, there were some points in that story where I was reading over it and watching it play out, and I'm like. 
you motherfucker. Don't you fucking do that. Don't, don't do that. Those are the type of games that you like. The ones... That's one of the super, super cool things with gaming. I mean, when, when there's a game that can pull you in and suck you in and get you attached to the characters and to the storyline, and you're not just going around shooting stuff or, you know, just jumping around through, like, a platform or a puzzle game or something like that, when you can really get into the story and sink your teeth into it, and it actually, you walk away from the game and you're like, wow, that was, you know, like reading a novel or something. That's I think those types of games are really starting to come back now, and I'm really really liking that that whole genre. Oh that's, yeah, that's, it, that's starting to 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 come out of this. It's it's a fantastic genre, and it it really makes you realize how drowned out a lot of us get in, you know, franchise games like yeah, Call of Duty for example. I could give two fucking shits about Call of Duty. I don't care. You know, I and I know I have friends who Call of Duty comes out and they line up and they kill people for the latest Call of Duty copy, you know, but it's like, who cares? It's the same thing over and over again. There's nothing interesting there. This stuff is interesting. This stuff is legitimately yeah. interesting, and it's people who have really good things that they want to express through gaming, and this and I, I do get fired up about this kind of stuff because this is, you know, this is really interesting to me, and I think this stuff gets overlooked a lot. Um, That's cool. I'm gonna definitely add this to my wish list on um, Steam. I I would, man. And like I said, it. it looks pretty cool. Like I said, you got about a six hour trek through this. Um, don't be afraid to break it up because it does have a save feature, so you can just arbitrarily, you know, save wherever you're at, and it will just drop you right back into where you saved. Mm -hmm. cool. No biggie. Uh, and that's what I spent my weekend doing was playing to the moon and um, working on. My work project. <laughs> <laughs> One of the last things I had played um, that I kind of just picked up on a real quick whim, we had talked about Terraria. I think you were getting back into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and we, I think we had said it was released on some of the mobile devices. Mm -hmm. I actually found it on the Amazon App Store, and it was um, available to download on my Kindle Fire. So it... I actually saw it out there. I had some points left over um, from some other purchases. Uh, I saw it go on sale. So I was like, what the hell? Let's pull the trigger on this and actually download it. Cleared off a couple games on my Kindle Fire and downloaded it real quick. And I have to say, I played Terraria on the PS3. I really didn't care for the controls with the joystick. I played it on the computer and kind of liked the controls a little better. On the, on the Kindle Fire, I was like, oh, this game's going to play like shit. It's actually not too bad um, when really? you hold when you hold your finger down um, on the screen on the touch screen it almost does like a zoom in to where you can see the blocks close up and then you can highlight with your finger what blocks you actually want to remove Ooh. you know so it, it, you get you can you get a little bit more precision than what I thought you were actually going to be able to do with it and that's the only gripe I have about that game is when you're playing mm -hmm. on the PC how fucking precise you have to be when you're mining yes. something because it's Every yes. little tile, you got to get the cursor for every little tile. Yep, and, and with even even with the joystick on the PS3, I was noticing the same thing. Like, man, this is, it's just, uh, there's got to be a better way to do it. Yes, but being able when you hold your finger there and it kind of zooms in and you can just see the blocks close up and just you know wait for the wait for the block to turn yellow disappear, wait for the next one to turn yellow disappear, and I was like, okay, this actually isn't that bad. Um, I'm actually kind of enjoying it so far. I haven't played it too long yet, mm -hmm. um, but what I have played. Is has been pretty neat. Um, 
you know, I, it's just like Terraria. I, it's, at, you have to basically build your shelter, dig, and hide at night because all the crazy fucking shit that comes out at night. Um, considering I really don't have good armor or super good weapons or anything, I'm not going out to fight anything pretty much at night. Um, I did dig way down and fell down through this huge pit and then came back out and it was nighttime, so I'm running back to the house trying to avoid all the zombies and stuff. Um <laughs> which is kind of neat because it was when you're down that deep, it's, you really have no idea what time it is, um, you know, up and up on the world area. So um, it's, I'm definitely going to be playing it a little bit more. It was, I was really surprised. I, like I said, I haven't spent enough time with it yet to say whether it's good or not, but um, the controls that they actually put in there do work on a touch device. It did work really nice on the, it was okay on the seven inch screen. Um, I could imagine probably on like a 10 inch um, tablet, it would probably be even better. Um, because the screen was able to would able to be just a little bit better. You can pinch and zoom the screen to where you can actually zoom out a little bit and then go in a little closer to your character. Um, so they they definitely translated it well over to a tablet, which I when I first downloaded it, I was I was really skeptical on. So they actually they actually surprised me. Hmm. I have to check that out. Um, it sounds like like I said, my gripe was just having that overall precision with them. I feel like I'm going to get repetitive motion. You know what I mean? Like my wrist is just going to... I've been developed carpal tunnel from playing Terraria alone. I, I just... I always keep thinking there's got to be a better way to mine this stuff. There's got to be a better way to dig, and there, it, it, there never is. Especially since that's like 90% of the game, it seems like, is just digging and digging and digging and then going back and crafting, 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 so... Oh, yeah. Um... It's a fun I'm game, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I do want to do some multiplayer um, on the PC sometime. Uh, there, it looks like there's actually even multiplayer and PvP on the Kindle Fire um, version. Really? Yeah, so um, I was really surprised about that. I wonder if so it uses I, the same server component. You know what I mean? Like, they just have one universal server backend, and then they just have the clients tap into it. Yeah, I'm not too sure because it, it has a join button there, so it looks like you can sort of join a, re a remote session or something. I really didn't look into that too, too much, so um, I just had enough time to kind of just putz around and build my first house and dig down a little bit. And I don't even have a house still. I just burrowed, I just like burrowed out a little hole in the earth. <laughs> I'm just, okay, here we go. I'm good. That's awesome. And it doesn't save you because that fucking worm comes out everywhere. Yeah, you gotta build. You gotta build a house, dude. Kill you. Go out to the one website. It teaches you how to build a house. Watch a YouTube video. Just build a damn house. It's not. It's not Minecraft. You can't just hide yourself in the ground and, and bury yourself in, which is like a torch, and then maybe keep digging and collecting stuff. It's no, definitely see, does I, definitely doesn't work that way. See, I don't even do that in Minecraft because in Minecraft I build myself these luxurious mansions that nobody ever goes in except for me, and then I'm like, okay, game, game over. Yeah, but I'm the fine. thing is, you can't you can't get those built on day one. It does take a while to build that type of stuff in Minecraft. Shit, man! I've been playing Minecraft for so long, I could build a freaking mansion out of six trees. Jesus! <laughs> can't be that big of a mansion then. It's a mansion. <laughs> so, all right, that's what we were playing. What do we want to play though? Um, one of the things I kind of missed from my PS4 um, are, is a racing game. Um, I believe Drive Club was supposed to be out. That got delayed. Um, there's a couple other racing games that are going to be up and coming. I'm kind of bummed that um, Gran Turismo 6 is actually going to be released on the PS3 and that it's not going to be a PS4 next-gen release. Um, I'm kind of bummed wow, about that. Wow. Yeah. 
because I'm kind of a Gran Turismo fan. Although I do have to say, I do like Forza as well. Um, they play, they do play a little different, but um, Forza is is definitely just as good of a game as um as Gran Turismo. They do have a little bit different style and feel to them, but both of them are pretty good racing games. Um, Need for Speed Rivals, I wouldn't mind checking out. I read the reviews are kind of eh on it. It's okay. It's definitely not, you know, it's a game you have to run out and buy immediately. Um, from what I've read and heard about it, it's supposed to play maybe kind of like the old Burnout series, which I was a huge fan of the Burnout series back in the PS2, um, and I played some on the PS3 as well. Uh, and I actually, was... I actually have Burnout Paradise on the PC. That was the one, yeah, Burnout Paradise was actually the game where I first heard the group say it was in. And okay. I was kind of like, these guys are awesome. And that's the only <laughs> thing I remember about the game. Because I, I never played it. And I was just, I, I Par- was watching, hey, Par- Burnout Paradise isn't that bad. I was I watching my like, buddy, Yeah, I was watching my buddy play, and I'm like, this game looks okay. That's a fucking awesome song, though. I want that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one I used to play on the PS2. I want to say it was Burnout 3. Um, was the one I played. I can't remember which one it was, but I I used to play it constantly. Um, and it was one that I just really, really enjoyed. Hmm. Burnout, yeah, I think it was Burnout 3 Takedown. I remember hearing was, about that one. was the one I played on the PS2 quite a bit. I think I had played Burnout 2 as well. I think that one was out on the PS2. Shit, man, I think the last thing I played on PS2 was Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> I, like um, I like to refer to that as the game, as my eat dinner game. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Final Fantasy XII, but you can basically set it up to where the PC controls your characters for you. The only thing you have to do is move them around. I have not played XII, and I heard XII is almost more like the controls of an MMO. They, they are. And then when you take into which when you take into consideration the gambit system, which is what I was making reference to, mm-hmm. you can basically script combat for your characters. So all you have to do literally is just set them up how you want them, move them to a zone, let them go, and you can literally. I literally one time set the controller down for like two hours. Let my I literally left my fucking apartment, came back. They were still alive and kicking, and the game was like, eh, whatever. Oh my, that's wild. That's just that's insane. So I'm I'm I I, I want a next gen racing game. I know Forza is out on the Xbox One. That's killing me. That um the Xbox One, Xbone got a racing game, and um, the PS4 kind of really didn't. I mean, you can call Need for Speed Rivals, you know, a racing game. So I, I that's what that's what I kind of want to try next. I want to try a racing game on the PS4. Hmm. So what are you what are you looking at? Maybe play it next. Uh, I'm gonna run through the library of games on Freebird Games, cool. uh, which is the developer, well, the the publishing group for To the Moon. Uh, he's got about looks like four extra games: um, A Bird Story, The Mirror Lied, Quint Quint Essence, and Dyrm Lullaby. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Hmm. Um, I did get The Mirror Lied with To the Moon. Uh, and I bought that on GOG, so that was part of the promotion package at the time. I don't know if you can get that now. Um, haven't gone through it yet. Uh, the other three look pretty engrossing. Uh, although the one, uh, let's see here, the one 
DYRM Lullaby is non-interactive. So I'm not sure how I feel about that one. I at least need to have some interactivity. Yeah, I'm not too sure how I feel about that one either. That's when you're almost just watching it and you really don't get to immerse yourself in it, I guess, as much mm -hmm. or get to feel like you're part of it. It's I we'll let you try that one out. You could be the guinea pig and let us know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> one of these days. Thanks, Joe. Uh, no one, of these day, one of these days, I'm gonna. I, I want to do a segment on uh, an entire segment on visual, on like visual novels and and you know where they started at and where they've you know grown to and stuff because I th I really do think it's an interesting genre of gaming. I really do, and I think. Um, putting it out there is going to make more people realize that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some there's some really strange ones. I, um, what was the the one I played on? I actually downloaded from the Ubuntu Software Center. Um, Trauma, I believe it was. I don't know if you've seen it on there before or not. It's a point and click, built in Flash. I don't remember that one. It's weird as hell. Very weird, and it's actually kind of scary. Like I, I legit played with my lights off, and I literally pissed my pants almost on a couple things. Nice. Um, really, and it's it's just the atmosphere that's scary. It's not the game, but the atmosphere is very well done. Um, and I think one of the other ones I played uh, that I got really into was uh, the Black Mirror. I don't, there, there's three games in that series. There's Black Mirror 2 and Black Mirror 3. Um, that one sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've played it. Yeah, I... The story is very, very weird in Black Mirror. Getting it to run these days can be a little difficult because it's an older game. Yeah. But it's one you might want to give a shot if you're really digging deep into, you know, your point-click adventure type deal. Um... One of the ones that's really popular that most people know about would be Siberia. Yes. Siberia or Mist. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some pretty good things about Siberia. I heard Siberia had a really, really good story to it. I remember when that one came out. Yep, I had that on the original Xbox. Mm hmm And I blew about 40 hours on that one. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna run through the rest of his library and um Cool. I think I may just go off on a tangent on trying to find as many visual novel games as I can find. Cool, that'd be interesting. I'd be I'd be interested to hear more about some of those. And yeah, we could definitely do a show on that coming up in the future. That wouldn't be. I I know I've played some in in, in the past. Um. And and I think that 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 does, that's a genre that definitely seems to be becoming a little more popular nowadays. Um, in especially in the whole indie market. Oh, yeah. um, and from the indie developers, it seems like that's something that they're tapping into, and they're really putting out some really good content for. The, the tools for it are really—I mean, the, they're not to rattle the subject or anything, but there are some really fantastic tools for making these kinds of games, um, and they're not difficult to make either. You just—it's it, really focusing on the content, you know. Right. Yeah. It it comes down to the story, and as long as you yeah. can come up with a good story and get something that you know people will that will that will suck people into it you know that's that's probably the hardest part out of that probably putting the whole game together probably is the easier part than actually writing the whole story for a visual novel yeah now yes. actually putting a game together for something else that's a little difficult but... yeah 
All right. Well, I think we are close or at the end of yet another podcast. Episode two is basically finishing up. Um, if anybody has any comments or suggestions for us, um, email us at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Drop the G. Um, and check out our Facebook page, What I'm Playing Now. We hopefully have, we'll have the website up soon. Um, like I said, I have a bunch of content I threw up there. It's looking kind of like an initial thought of what I have, what I have this thing and what I want it to be. Um, it just needs to basically have somebody go in there and pretty, pretty fire it up. So we'll be working on that and putting the paint and stuff on there. It's, it's basically a skeleton, the framing of a house right now. We just need some nice paint on the walls right now and maybe some posters here and there, some nice nice pictures and artwork up on the walls. What we need um, to do, Joe, what we need to do is we need to call the hillbillies. And we, <laughs> we need to get them featured. <laughs> Instant no. traffic. No, no. Instant traffic. No, we're not even going to go there. All right, everybody. Well, I think that's the end of another episode. Episode two is done. We will be back next Monday. Um, I think next Monday. Um, we're going to be trying to do this every Monday going forward. I know I have some work to do at work next Monday, so. Yeah, we were if, we're actually going to try to record that one early, and then there's, there's two we actually may need to record early that I have not talked to you that we could talk about offline on, and maybe ah. the next two weeks we need to record early. So, but we don't need to bore our listeners with that. We'll let them go tonight and everybody game on and go play something fun because we're going to play some games too. See ya.